I didn't always practice gratitude. It didn't come naturally. I tended to focus on the problems that were right there in the moment. I wanted to get things done and be productive and check things off my list. And so that way of thinking did not allow for a lot of gratitude. However, I've learned through the years that there's always something to be thankful for. So my gratitude list keeps growing. Hi, I'm Susan. Welcome to my podcast, Body Soul Today, where I will be sharing with you practical, relevant, biblical answers to the problems you face in your life. You are not alone. The practice of gratitude is so important. In fact, it's one of the typical homework assignments that I give to those who counsel with me. Now, I don't give it to everybody, but I give it to a lot of people because the practice of gratitude is helpful and foundational for so many things in life. What I ask those counselees to do is to create a list of things that they are thankful for and then to go ahead and add to that list day by day. So I thought I'd give you my list of five things that I am grateful for right now, right now in this moment, right now today, right now in this holiday season. Perhaps this will inspire you to create your own gratitude list. Take the time to write those things down that you can be truly thankful for. You might be surprised what you take for granted. I know I was. In fact, Even waking up in the morning with breath in my lungs is a gift. It's the gift of life. And certainly the gift of life is not one that we can presume on day to day. We never know when our last breath will be. Now, there are always the typical things to be thankful for. Family, friends, a place to live, enough food to eat, health, a job, But you know, not everyone can even put all of those things on their list. And for so many of us, like it was true for me, took advantage, presumed upon those things. And I wasn't really grateful for them. They're simply a part of my life, and I just accepted it as such. And it never occurred to me to be truly, truly thankful. So anyway, here are the five things I am thankful for today. Let me get to it. Number five is my health. Health health, and health care are a huge topic here in the United States. And I'm very grateful to say that I currently enjoy very, very good health. Even though that's true, there's still a few issues that I um, have to work to stay on top of. So I try to make life choices that will support uh, good health. I try to do the very best I can to get the odds of good health in my favor. Good health isn't promised to anybody. And even if we do all of the right things, we we might still find ourselves suffering from an an illness or a disease or a chronic health condition. So anyway, a few of the things I do to keep on top of my health are 
I avoid chemical cleaning products. Now, this may be something you, you do or, or don't do. I'm just letting you know that one of the things I do to support health is, is I avoid uh, chemicals to the best of my ability. Um, I don't avoid them 100% in my life, but I certainly do avoid them anywhere that I can. Part of the reason I enjoy good health is that I have access to high-quality food and make high-quality food a priority in our budget. And that's true for both my, my husband and I. We work pretty hard to uh, eat local, both any uh, meat that we eat or uh, vegetables or fruit. We, we try to buy as local as we can we can't buy it right local in our community, then we, we try to buy it in our, our county or, or at least our state. And we do a pretty, pretty darn good job at that. So we try to eat local and we try to eat organic. Now, I trust our local farmers. So even if something is not certified organic and that farmer tells me that they don't spray, then I am very happy to enjoy his produce so kind of makes me mad that in order to have something certified organic it costs more than it does for um, those farmers who choose to spray but anyway that's another topic another thing I do to support uh, health something I'm very thankful for is that I cook at home most of the time Breakfast, lunch, and dinner are uh, primarily eaten here, and most of those meals are uh, homemade. I use very little processed food, and I enjoy a green smoothie virtually every single day. I just throw those uh, ingredients that are important to me in that blender, and I blend it up, and that is what I uh, use for a meal oftentimes or sometimes as a snack and it's one of the ways that I get in some of those greens that I don't really like very well. I'm very happy to eat them in a smoothie and that smoothie makes them a little easier to digest. Another thing I do to support uh, good health for my myself, again these are just my personal habits I'm sharing with you, is I avoid the big three. What are the big three? The big three are white, wheat, and sweet. So if it's white, except for vegetables, I generally won't eat it. If it uh, contains wheat, I will try to avoid it. And if it's sweet, contains a sugar additive or a substitute sugar product, then uh, I will tend to avoid those things or at least only eat them in very, very small quantities. I do try to eat vegetables every single day. Now, I do like vegetables, but I'm, I'm not a huge vegetable person. So it does take some effort on my part to uh, live up to that. But I do try to eat vegetables every day. And again, one of those ways was in my smoothie. I rarely, if ever, drink soda or fruit juices. Um, try to avoid fruit juices for the amount of sugar in them, but I will, especially in the holiday season, make uh, hot apple cider. So there you go, my secret's out. What do I use for a sweetener if I don't uh, eat sugar or use artificial sweeteners? I, 
I tend to use uh, Stevia. Uh, I try very hard to use Stevia products that are uh, not adulterated with other things, and so my favorite is uh, Stevia Drops. And if you're with me long, you'll know that I carry that in my purse so that I've got a way to sweeten my tea wherever I go. The other thing I do is exercise a bit and watch my weight. You know, those are those two things that everyone says. They've been with us for years and decades to exercise and watch your weight. So I do try to do those things. And then I try to keep my eyes forward on my grandma. My grandma is 101 years old and she's healthy and lives alone and doing really well. And she and my mom are still both alive and enjoy good health. And so I hope to follow in their footsteps. Okay, so that was number five on my list of five things that I'm thankful for was my health. Number four is my country. Now, I know that might seem a little odd to some of you. I totally recognize that our country is not perfect. In fact, it's far from perfect. And actually, there are some serious, serious flaws in in our government, in our culture, and in the way that our our country works. So I'll just get that out there right, right up front. I am aware uh, of many, many things that uh, can be approved on in the United States of America and things that, quite frankly, just need, need to change. But that said, I've traveled around the world and everywhere I've been, almost without exception, there's been more poverty and more unemployment than anything I've seen or experienced here in the United States. There's a lot more disease uh, in other countries, just in general, in part due to limited access to education and limited access to health care. Both are things that are very accessible to us here in the United States, um, even though there's a lot of argument and, and dialogue about it all. Everybody here can get a basic education, and virtually everybody has access to basic health care. And just for the record, I don't have any health insurance, so I'm one of those people that um, has to kind of maneuver my, my way through health care and doctors and those sort of things on a very limited budget. Also, in traveling around the world, I, I've been made aware that the food choices I enjoy here in the United States are way greater than the good food choices available to most, uh, to many or most of the people in other parts of the world. We simply have a greater variety and a greater uh, quality of food than so many other countries do. In addition to that, I've never been anywhere in the U.S. where I didn't have access to clean water. And clean water, that basic, basic need, is simply very limited and sometimes just not available in so many other parts of the world. The other thing that I've observed uh, in my travels is Slavery, especially of women and children, but sometimes of men also. 
And while uh, I am aware that there are uh, aspects of, of slavery here in the United States that continue to today, especially um, uh, sex trafficking, the degree to which slavery takes place in other parts of the world uh, makes the U.S. a desirable place to live, even in that most ugly of institutions. So another reason that I am grateful for this country is the ability to make a change in my personal situation. It can be very limited in other places in the world by culture or by government regulations or by religion or by many, many other factors. But there's so many stories here in our country of people who who came here, who were born here, who, who were brought here, whatever the situation was, and they've been able to improve their situation in their own lifetime and sometimes even for the generations that follow them. And so I am grateful to this country for that opportunity for both myself and for others. Now, I have to confess other parts of the world contain beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful customs, and beautiful places for sure. And that's one of the reasons I so enjoy being able to travel from, from time to time. So I'm here to say that while the U.S. is not the savior of the world by any means, the freedoms here are not available everywhere. There's just no other place on earth like the United States. And I recognize that the freedoms that we do enjoy are not free. They come at a cost. So even with its imperfections, I would still rather live here in the United States of America than anywhere else and I'm very, very grateful for the opportunity to do so. So that's number four. I'm grateful for my country. Number three is my family. I have a wonderful family. I'm blessed to be a wife, to be a mother, to be a grandmother to 17 precious grandchildren. So I find that a great, great blessing. In addition to, to, to that part of my family, I still have my mother, my grandmother. I have two lovely sisters. I have aunts and uncles, and um, I have cousins. Now, one sad thing in my family is that I, I lost my little brother earlier this year. He, he passed away quite unexpectedly. So the holidays will be be different without him here. Um, but I am blessed to have known him, to have, have had him. In addition to all of those relatives, I also have sons-in-laws and daughters-in-laws. And I'm grateful for every single one of them. So yes, I do enjoy a, a great blessing of family and and I recognize the gift that it is. So number three on my gratitude list is my 
family. Number two on my list is my husband. Now, I know some of you would have would have just put your husband up there with your family, and that's true. My my husband is part of my family. He's the one that, that makes me a wife. But I am here to tell you, marriage is hard. It's very hard. There are days when I like to think it's much harder for me than it is for him, but I suspect that there are days when he has the exact same feeling. So number two on my gratitude list is my is my husband. I have failed miserably in marriage and in years past, and I've lived out my role as a wife um, very poorly with a lot of room for improvement. But through the years, I have learned to come alongside this man that I am married to, this this man who is a gift to me, and in part because of my learning to come alongside of him, we have made a life together. And it's a life that I am very, very grateful for. He is a part of every part of, of my life. From... Uh, from my friendships and social interactions, from my travels and my abilities to travel, from his support for all the crazy nutty things I have wanted to do through the years, um, for being a, a provider to me such that I have not had to have a great financial worries during the course of our marriage, to being a grandfather to our our grandchildren. I I really could make a whole long list of things to be thankful for, for him alone. I cannot imagine my life without him. The truth is, I am who I am because of him being in my life. So it's very important to me that he is listed separately on my gratitude list, and he's number two. So who's number one on my gratitude list? Or what is number one on my gratitude list? Well, the who and the what are the same. Number one on my gratitude list today is Jesus Christ, my Savior. I cannot communicate to you the blessing that faith is to my life. When I became a person of faith in Jesus, it's been many years ago now, but I was an adult already and and had already had um, a lot of pain and suffering and and tragedy in in my life. And when I did finally come to, to saving faith, my life changed and it has never, ever been the same. And Part of the reason for that is I've been blessed to have been mentored by faithful brothers and sisters in the Lord. I've been able to study the word and to come and under good teachings. Uh, I've had the blessing also of sitting under strong biblical teaching from the, the pulpit on Sunday mornings by men who are committed to faithfully teaching the Word of God, 
no matter what society or culture or government says. Another thing that faith has brought me is is that it exposed me to biblical counseling. It exposed me in such a way that that a number of years ago I, I became a biblical counselor myself. Now, what is biblical counseling? Well, that's a talk for another day, but biblical counseling is in just a few words, is simply a way of of living out a practical theology. So formal theology is what you, you believe about God. Practical theology is how you live that out. And a lot of times our formal theology doesn't match our practical theology. So I am now, in my role as a biblical counselor, able to help others find help and hope in the Word of God. And that has been a huge blessing to me as I've lived out my faith. My current church uh, is also a huge blessing to me. It's a little country church in as much as my husband and I moved to the country a couple of years ago. And that little country church is seeking to minister with transparency and love to to one another. It seeks to serve the community, and it it also seeks to share Jesus to anyone who, who cares to listen. So faith in my life is number one because it has provided the direction to my life in the most meaningful way, and I simply, simply cannot imagine my life without it. Now, of course, there are many, 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 many more things on my master list of things to be thankful for on my master gratitude list. But these five, health, country, family, my husband and Jesus are the highest on the list. It is impossible to stay downcast and depressed when you cultivate a thankful heart. Worry and anxiety are also minimized when gratitude is practiced intentionally on a day-by-day basis. Now, your life is different from mine, and that's okay. Everybody's life is different. My life has had its own share of ups and downs. But let me challenge you to take the time, even a few spare minutes, to write down what you have to be thankful for and then to offer a prayer of gratitude for those things to the Maker. You'll be glad you did. I know I was. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Body Soul Today podcast. You can find me on Facebook and on the gram at Body Soul Today. I truly hope I will meet you here next Thursday for practical counsel from the Word of God to help you navigate life's ups and downs. Remember, lift your eyes heavenward to walk those waves. Thanks for listening in. This is Susan saying bye for now.